and welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host, Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between, the highs, the lows and the fuck me this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Thank you for listening in to another episode of Unleash Your Creative Magic, which is super short this week, but I figured a short episode was better than none at all. So I hope you're all okay and those of you with school age kids are embracing the newfound freedom after what has been the craziest 18 months of all our lives. Ah, September. School days, I remember them well. They were tantalisingly tranquil after that initial rush to herd five of my kids out of the door to their schools. But boy, were they wonderful. I don't think there is anything as wonderful for a busy mum than feeling your heart swell with pride watching your kids looking so smart as they walk through those school gates. Even though you know by the time that they come home, there will be black paint all over the sleeves of the brand new sweatshirt you bought them. They will be wearing their shoes on the wrong feet, have someone else's PE kit in their bag, and literally have no idea what they've done with their packed lunchbox. But it's those few precious hours alone that let your mind rejoin your body as a little piece of your sanity returns while they're out at school. Teachers... You are all national heroes as far as I'm concerned and you definitely should be paid as such. I've always wondered at the strength and dedication it must take to be in charge of so many unruly kids and I thank you all from the bottom of my, of my heart truly, especially those teachers that have put up with my kids. And as much as I'm glad mine are all grown up, I do miss those days. But luckily I have plenty of gorgeous grandkids to wave off at the school gates. But enough reminiscing. And back to the purpose of these podcasts, writing. I hope you're busy and the words are flowing and you're loving what you're writing. I'm currently at 53,000 words, which is great and I'm happy with that. I've just spent a full day going through what I've written so far because I think I've made it a little bit complicated for myself. Why I thought it was a good idea to have skeletal remains discovered at the same time as a woman is abducted is beyond me. But there you go, it happened. And I talked about the amount of research I had to do last week. But this week I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing out on any plot points as I sometimes do. For example, at one point I have my killer discarding the victim's phone in some bushes. But no one has thought to go looking for it or to ask the phone company to give it a ping and triangulate which mast it's nearest to so that that needs rectifying. And I'm either going to have to add all that in I removed that line about the phone getting thrown in the bushes. What else is there? Oh, that's it. One victim is missing a set of top teeth. Where the fuck are they? It's the little things. I need to make sure at the end of the story that Morgan finds those teeth. They are an important part, but I totally forgot about them. Ah, here we go, as I'm recording this early, because there was not one single seagull around and now they're beginning to appear. I actually thought by doing this early I'd caught them out. 
Another major problem I have found, and this is the first time this has happened to me in 20 books, I don't actually know who my killer is. Well, how about that? I know him, and I've wrote his scenes. He's absolutely terrifying. and he, But he's going under the name of the travelling man at the moment. But I still don't actually know which character the travelling man is the alter ego of. Honestly, when I was thinking about this last night, my mind was blown. This book has been great to write, and I'm loving it. The Travelling Man is your worst nightmare. But just who the fuck is he? Answers on a postcard, please. Which just goes to show how your imagination and creativity take over once you let them loose. Usually I plan out who my killer is from the beginning, so this has totally thrown me. But I suppose change is good. And I'm not going to stress about it. In fact, I'm finding it more interesting to write because I know that today or tomorrow, I've got to decide who he is. I need to because it's only 11 days until my deadline. So I better get a move on pretty sharpish. And do you know what? I'm not even stressing about my deadline either because in the words of my son Josh, it is what it is. Ha <laughs> bless him. He's currently in Exeter taking part in a three-day European Championship CrossFit competition and I'm very proud of him. He's an absolute powerhouse when it comes to CrossFit. I'm not sure who he gets it from because I have no dedication to exercise whatsoever. But good luck Josh. And I can't help but wonder how this situation has happened though. This whole no idea who my killer is. I've been stuck before lots of times with different books and my first book in this series, One Left Alive, I knew who my killer was but I just couldn't figure out a good enough motivation for his crimes. That was a tough one. And there was a lot of emails between myself and Emily trying to figure out just exactly what he was doing and why, which was a bit of a nightmare to be fair. So here's a little tip. If you are writing a crime novel, it helps to have your killer's motivation mapped out alongside of his characteristics. That way you're making him a believable killer. Although after listening to Morbid Podcasts this week, they've did three episodes about the Hillside Stranglers, Kenny Bianchi and Angelo Bueno, and the horrendous things they got up to during their reign of terror in the 70s was far more unbelievable than what any crime writer could think up. I listened to all three episodes on the bounce and honestly, I have joy because my mouth was gaping the whole time at the way they treat their poor innocent victims and tortured them. I'd heard of them, but I'd never really known what atrocities they'd committed until this past week. So if you haven't listened to Morbid, you really should, because it's amazing. And if you enjoy listening to true crime and reading about it, then Ash and Elena have a great way of looking into it in great depth. So this week is shorter than short, because I've got a whole day of deciding who this killer is. So whatever you're doing, take care and get right in. And thanks for listening. If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode, where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.